was intense. Hello, and welcome to Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza. With me forever and always, the man, the myth, the cyborg? Who can really tell? The cyborg or the cybernetic? The cybernetic. Alessandro Wales. <laughs> Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. Our main topic for this episode is going to be Ghost in the Shell. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Uh, you mean, what did you just spray all over your face? You know what? I, didn't, I saw it. <laughs> I didn't feel it. I'm not I saw it, too. That concerns me. Um, it was so, a good pop. Oh, uh, it was. Um, so uh, what we're drinking is the very first Al's Ale's Reserve Label Offering. Dun, dun, dun. So what this is is a Russian Imperial Stout that I made uh, a little over a year ago. And I set aside that is a very foamy beer. It's pretty. Uh, and this is a beer that's not supposed to have much foam. Mm. As you can see, looking at mine, mm-hmm. has very little to no foam. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I set aside about a second. You month. made it. You fucked it up. <laughs> you exploded it when you opened it. <laughs> um, so I set aside six of these and six of Belgian Triple that I made last year. Mm. Um, so we'll do one of those in a future episode. Uh, the idea is that both of these beers, because um, they're high gravity, high alcohol content, uh, they age really well. Uh, they can like mellow out and get like a little sweeter and a little uh, more complex uh, flavors uh, when you let them sit around for a while. And since they have the high alcohol content, they uh, they shouldn't go bad. Okay. Shouldn't uh, go bad. <laughs> this is, um, and is it the first time you're trying it? Yeah, I haven't tried okay, it yet. So. so we're gonna be guinea pigs together on this one. So if you know if, if one of us goes down, the other's going. They have a recording well. of our last words. Yes. <laughs> uh, so cheers. Let's cheers. See, let's see how this goes. nice mm. that is nice i know this is a style when i was first getting started with all this that you were pretty excited when i said i was making this one mm-hmm. um i don't have obviously anything to compare it against because you know the, its contemporaries are the same age mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i didn't have the wherewithal to uh brew a fresh one to drink sure uh, alongside of it that, that would be interesting yeah to have that side by side before before it was aged. No, it's really good. Um, the idea is... It's Al, you're to... getting better and better. <laughs> well, uh, as they... We've come uh, a long way from soist. Uh, wow. Well, as they say, uh, these things get better with age. So, um... All of them? Well, no, but... Uh, <laughs> this sort, for, for certain. I like that. I like that. What was the type again? It's a Russian Imperial Russian style. Imperial style, right. Yeah. I dig it. This beer is good. Good. <laughs> good. Another unequivocal good. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan. Good. And um, I completely forgot what I was just about to say. Probably wasn't that important. I'm going to describe the the flavor. Oh, I mean, we can do that. No, there was something else I was going to say, but uh, relatively unimportant. Um, yeah, so um, you should get a little notes of uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. Toffee. Mm. Um, maybe a little vanilla in there. Okay. The smooth, there's smoothness. I imagine that that's coming from the vanilla. Yes, um, and also just the aging process in general, mm-hmm. like kind of mellows out any imperfections. Um, and it's not cask aged; it's still just bottle conditioned. But just the time, you know, helps in dealing with all of that sort of situation. It. I love the the color of this beer. It is like pitch black. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a thick one. Um, Alcohol thick but not chunky. Right, not chunky. Uh, alcohol content fairly high. It high. Be, uh, it's a, I, I forget exactly what it was at the time it was done. It was in the eight to nine range. And getting that out of it. Yeah, no, it's pretty strong. Um, strong to quite strong, if you will. Yeah. Um, I dig it. For those of you who've been listening for a bit, you know, we told you to keep an eye out for the uh, the mini game. Is that is what. Ordered they ordered yeah. this in to see whether or not anyone's drunk. Um, we made a conscious decision to drink this last in our batch of recording because right. uh, alternatively, this episode would go. It's like three episodes of us being smashed instead of one. <laughs> and also, one of them, one of us just falls asleep in the middle of it. And you just, the loud thump is my head hitting the table <laughs> or the microphone. Now, don't fuck up the microphone. This is a pretty badass microphone. Love this thing. For those, you know, 12 of you that listen, um, 
I understand the sound quality is quite nice for the uh, <laughs> so uh, we don't want to fuck that up at all. Yeah, for like the level of production that we're putting forth. <laughs> the zero dollars yeah. being spent on it. Hey now. It's upwards of zero. <laughs> well, I meant on the actual production. No, that's, not true. The, uh, <laughs> that's true, that's true. Money's already been invested. Yes, some cost. Um, Just like your time invested in this. Yeah. So shall we get into <laughs> shall we get into our movie, our, our flicks, our flick? Not our flicks. It's not plural. It's one movie. So we're not talking about Godzilla and Kong like we did a few episodes back. The uh, flick portion of the flick flicks portion and the six of this episode, which is Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Um. So I guess I'm gonna leave this off because I had uh, thought of something seeing kind of the promotion for this. Um. So, you're familiar with the trailer mm-hmm. uh, for this movie. Um, do you remember what song is played during the trailer? I don't. Okay. Uh, it's. I'm just going to double check here. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm, it, I think it's a Depeche Mode song. Oh, was right? it? Yeah. I don't remember. The, honestly, I don't really remember the trailer. Um, yeah, that well. but it's not Depeche Mode. It's a weird distorted cover of the song okay um but you don't know what the song is i, I forget the name of it i'm gonna double check on what the actual song. i'm pretty sure it's depeche mode i just i don't listen to them obviously i'm a fan of them eh. i saw them live once they put on a hell of a show yeah that's my keyboard whatever <laughs> oh sorry you know what i was wrong i thought this was um... shut down oh wait no sorry this this um that, that might be the name of the uh, the actual uh, band that did the cover. I can't handle this up and down. <laughs> no, I was right. I'm sorry. I was right. Originally, it, it is originally Depeche Mode. Makes for great radio. What I was confused by was <laughs> the first thing that came up. It says it's Key Theory. Okay. Um, but that's the one who did the cover. It gotcha. is Depeche Mode's 1990s hit. Uh, Enjoy the silence. Oh, okay. Um, but is a. Like, I don't remember that in the trailer. I feel like I would have. Because I like that song. Well, I mean, we're not again. This this would make for bad radio, but after this, we'll play it like the trailers and see if you can remember it. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, this it's a, a as it's described here in this article, um, a cyberpunk cover of okay. "Enjoy the Silence" by Depeche Mode. Um, and what that reminded me of was this article I read on Deadspin a couple months ago, um, in which I tried to hide from you what I was looking at before. And it was addressing just this trend in movies over the last couple of years. And when I read this, it came out in December, this article. Um, and I was like, what are they talking about? Is that really like a thing? Like, I can only think of one movie that this is a thing for. Um, and so they showed all the trailers. And I was like, oh my god, I remember every one of these trailers. And I remember thinking at each time, oh, this is a weird cover of that song. Mm. How have I not put this together in my, my brain before? So, Suicide Squad has that, I want to be sedated, that really weird, no, no sorry, not, not, I want to be sedated, that was a, a different movie, sorry, that was, uh, Cure for Wellness by, um, Zagor Verbinski, the, uh, director, Cure for Wellness, Dane DeHaan, um, did you, you know, I know you didn't see the movie, but you, do you, did you see that movie I don't, that was coming out? I don't, Cure for Wellness, it's got, yeah, some, oh, yeah, 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 that looked interesting, I actually do want to check that out. Um, I was a little intrigued by it as well, though it kind of looks creepy. like it's going to be a creepy, like, body horror movie, which is not really, like, my thing, yeah. always. Um, so, I Want to Be Sedated, weird cover of it. Suicide. Really, Squ- really strange cover. Suicide Squad, um, the trailer, you, you caught on it immediately, the, yeah. the song in that one was, um, which one? Bohemian Rhapsody? That, was that the no, trailer no, it one? it wasn't. No, I know that was in... The cover of that was in the movie. It was in the movie. It wasn't even a cover. It was just Bohemian Rhapsody. No, it was a cover of it by Panic of the Disco. Oh, you're right. That was weird. Which I, I like them, so I don't mind that. But I do mind that movie. As well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, sorry. that's what I looked up. I started a joke by the Bee Gees. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, there's a in. weird cover of that in that. We saw today when we were watching Ghost in the Shell, they did the, the, the trailer for Transformers The Last Night. Oh yeah, what, what and it's song? It's a Flaming Lips song. Do you realize? Yeah, yes. Really overly distorted. Really awkward. It just didn't fit. No, and so that's like this weird trend where this is all yeah. these things, um, and like the, the really like the the movie that kicked it all off was uh, Social Network. I believe what kicked it all off was the original Gears of War trailer. But that it wasn't was even a cover. That was world. the actual song. No, it was a cover. Is it? Yeah. That's the only version of that song I know. Yeah, I've heard te- that. Uh, Tears for Fears. I've heard that uh, that song on the I radio. I believe is like the original artist. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was always. Um, there was also what's it called? The unless the, I have it backwards. That rock. No, mo- that rock movie uh, from a couple years ago, the San Andreas. The rock. That rock. <laughs> that rock movie. What movie about rocks? I mean, it kind of worked both that ways. Movie about that walking rock. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, a, I love him though. Weird. Oh no, I, no, I don't have a problem. I just couldn't think of the name yeah. of the movie. Um, the disaster movie. San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah. Had a cover of California Dreaming, so it's just like yeah. there's all of these fucking there's, movies there's have this this weird weird trend, and some of them it works, and some oh, of yeah, and some then, of them like the Transformers one, it doesn't. It's work It's cringeworthy. All. Yes, like really fucking bad. Yeah, the Transformers one in particular is just like ugh. egregious. You know what it is? Also, is as soon as I I think at this point, as soon as I know that this is Transformers, I'm just like no. Well, as soon as you hear that song, it's like you know. And it's gotten to the point where you totally recognize that cover of that song. Yeah. I don't even know what the actual song sounds like. We were talking about Flaming Lips last night. And you mm-hmm. Talking about the... Uh, you don't know what the, um, the Do You Realize song sounds like? I Off the top of my head, I can't oh, think okay. of it. Like, yeah. you know, like what it act, like the, the actual song sounds mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that song. Not that movie trailer. Uh, when that movie trailer ended... It's like Transformers, the last, and I got real excited for a second. And I turned to Al and I, to express my disappointment when it wasn't followed by the last one. <laughs> it was the last, last night. night. I was like, this, this is never going to end. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I don't even know what happened in the last one because I didn't watch it. I, and, didn't, uh, I didn't see the last two. I only yeah. saw the first two. It's like just Mark Wahlberg plus Optimus Prime. Like that's what that's what these new movies are. <laughs> also, how weird is it we saw that and The Fate of the Furious and it looks like they're doing the same thing Optimus Prime and Dominic Toretto are both doing the thing where they <laughs> Can we please not draw a parallel between, <laughs> between those both overly bloated yeah. blockbuster? Why would we not draw parallels between oh my those God. two? Well, on the t- they're again, both, they're both uh, you know what? Uh, on both... the rant of tra- of trailers, though, I had mentioned this before how the Fast and Furious movies have been screwing up lately yes. by showing us the thing, like the big thing that happens in the movies. There was another huge thing, the another torpedo? huge spectacle. Not even the torpedo, but all the cars <laughs> under control, like remote control, and they were just throwing yeah, them out. Yeah, that's the first time. Oh, I that's a too. really cool scene. Shit, and this movie's I, gonna I, have nothing left for me when I go to see. Not it. even a little bit. Ugh. It's so upset. It didn't have. We have ghosts? <laughs> What's that? I think a 747 flew right over the <laughs> roof of the house. Its wheel actually just tore the roof off. Um, because not only did I hear that sound, but I tangibly felt it in my feet mm. through the floor. So It was a bit of a rumble. Yeah. The beer shaking. Uh, yeah, so anyway. Kind of like Jurassic seeing, Park. <laughs> like, seeing uh, the ghost in shell today and having seen um, the trailer for that and hearing the, the, the cover over it. And also seeing the Dark Knight. Oh, not the Dark Knight. God, if only. Uh, the last night trailer. How dare you! Right? If they both say the blank Get night. Yeah. <laughs> um, seeing that trailer with the Flaming Lips cover, and just like it reminded me of this article so much. Like, this is still a thing going on several years now, and like every year there's more instances of it happening. A- Age of Ultron too had yeah. um, the Pinocchio song with yeah. the, oh, the creepy. That line. was a good one. It was that good, and it fit thematically fit tremendously because he used that line in the yeah. movie. Um, so I didn't have a problem with it and it totally fit and it was like kind of haunting and it was good. It's just like, it's just another instance of that. Yeah. Like, why is every movie that like that a thing? Yeah. I dug that. Uh, that one, that one landed for me. I, I like, watched if that they were all, over and over again. If they were all that good, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Right. I would still have taken notice. Yeah. But I wouldn't have a problem. It's just getting weird now. Yeah. Because there's too many that are misses. It's like, it's like okay. Heads. They're like, oh, this works. Yeah. Let's put it in our shitty movie. Yes, that, well, and that's just kind of the entire movie industry, right? It's like, <laughs> DC. <coughs> EU. Oh my god. Um, so with that... On the trailer itself, the trailer kind of leads into a little bit of a little bit of expectations here. You saw the trailer and you were interested. Very much so. I saw the trailer and I was like, nah. Yes, and it's nah. funny because... The last time we were together talking about what we wanted to go into and stuff, and we saw that... Tr- was it because we saw that trailer together? Yeah. We were talking about how you aren't into anything anime or anime-inspired. Right. And I'm not really either, but this movie um, just seemed to have all the right pieces for me in yeah. the trailer. That like I was curious about it, and I know that it's a property that anime fans are huge fans of. Sure. So that was why I wanted to go in and see it. You were really on the fence, I wouldn't even say I was on the fence. If we weren't doing this or we didn't plan to do this episode, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Okay. Um, I had no. I had no desire to see it. Mm-hmm. 
And then when you were like, you were slightly interested, I was like, or more than slightly interested, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to, I'd like to talk about a movie that I have no interest in going into it and then see how I come out of that. And then like, I started, I tried to stay away from reviews because I didn't want that tainted, like, okay, like everybody's saying, everybody's saying this sucks. Anyway, yeah. Like... I, I was like, wanted to be like going fresh. And I know I caught little glimpses here and there of like people were like disappointed. It's I was, impossible like, to avoid it. Right. But I was like, my expectations are super low. Um... I have no, actually don't have expectations for this movie, so I'm like, let's just go in and watch it and see what happens, and then and try to to pull it apart a little bit at the end. Um, I wouldn't say that I was thrilled by what came out. I wouldn't say that it's not a bad movie. It's um, it's a different okay movie in my opinion. It's I wouldn't I I also wouldn't necessarily I don't know that I would say like it's particularly good. I feel like good qualifies that I would watch it again. I have no interest in seeing it again. All right, but I'm not. I'm not mad that I saw it. Okay. Which is which is about as good as you're going to get from my original opinion before seeing the movie. Yeah. And I think that's you know, good, good good for that. See, I was in I was really intrigued by the whole idea of it and like kind of what they were going for and what they were doing and the little bits of it that I knew considering it's based on like an anime movie from about 20 years ago and there's also spawning out of that. I think there was a TV series. Uh, there's definitely a series of comics written and stuff like that, um, or manga written, whatever. Mm. I, don't, I hate the distinctions between all of that. Um, but as far as my actual expectations for how good it was going to be, I also went in similarly low because mm-hmm. this seemed like it had a high bus potential, so I didn't want to get too excited yeah. for it. I was just really interested. You went in with low expectations, but interest. I went in with low expectations and, and no interest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I came out having enjoyed the experience. I thought it yeah. was a pretty solid. Like this is the. I had fun thing. at certain points too. Um, it, it, yeah, it was just okay for and me. The one thing we both agreed on was that the visual aesthetic yes. and cinematography is really good and yeah. really cool and really interesting. Well, and that's that's a, all about the anime. There is like I don't. I've tried. I've dabbled in anime a couple of times. I've watched a few things, and I'm sure people will have suggestions of like, what, oh, like oh, you got to try this, and I, I just don't. What what, think, what have you seen? Um, have you seen I've, Attack I've seen, on Titan? I've or? seen the Animatrix, which I don't know if that qualifies as like a big thing, but I've, there was a. It's like an American-made version yeah, of that. Like there are also that. these this set of Batman anime like shorts that were a really a cool concept of like seeing the Batman from the perspective of other people, whether it's villains or children or things like that. And that was cool. And then like I tried, I don't honestly couldn't tell you what it was. I would, I just like try, I was like I'm going to put one of these ones on that has like a decent rating. I don't remember what it was, but I just like couldn't get into it. And I think it's the I'm not into the art style. I'm not into the it's almost like uh it's almost like over-delivered British acting yeah. but in a cartoon Japanese form. Yeah. Like you know, it's 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 strange. It just doesn't and I get it. Like I actually, I can see it, and I can understand what people like about it. I just don't like it. Yeah, it's just not for me. Um, and then going into this movie, it's like I do respect like how much it reminds me of that. I think that's pretty cool that you can do that with a live action majority live action. And they also like, well, and like, majority, they, they did the aesthetic and story part that's very reminiscent of that, but without the over delivery that you were talking about. Yeah, and holding back. This was much more grounded from the acting performance, mm-hmm. um, with some exceptions, with like some of the villain stuff, like when they go to the club. Yeah, yeah. We're still that's where it gets like super campy with some. That, of those but villains. it's just really just that scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, maybe here and there, like a couple of random things, but, but yeah, that, like that, that scene in particular yeah. was. But it was okay. Like, I felt like it worked yeah. for that scenario. Well, yeah, and I, the thing is, like, I wasn't annoyed by that because, yeah. like, I get it. I understand what you're trying to do, and I actually do. Like, I feel like if you're somebody that's super into this, you probably you. I'm gonna guess you'll enjoy this, yeah. And you'll like uh, one thing that's that stands out to me, and we talked about this in a couple of other episodes. It's like the still shots, or like when they go into slow motion, and you could freeze frame it. There's uh, there's a couple of great scenes. Like there's just I'm not gonna spoil what happened yet because we'll get into spoilers a little later. But like there's just the the old man that's like the the head of the whatever the, the section, section nine. nine is. Yeah, I, I don't remember what his name was, but he was. Uh, it was Aramaki. There's a great. He's standing. They only really said his name like twice. Yeah. So. It's, and I also, that, that I had some issues with audio, me understanding their names because they weren't English names. I think it was just yeah. hard for me. And also, yeah, someone like, you know, it's like there was just one Japanese name yeah. or whatever. And it's, 
So the the scene is he's it's like the camera's behind him. It's probably it's a little lower than his waist and set back, looking up at him. His hands off to the side with his gun, and like the way like the lighting is coming through from above, and it's a symmetrical shot, and it's just like it's really good looking, and it's like this is a panel from a comic book. Like, yes, it's a perfect scene. It's funny because it's it's like you said, it's a panel panel out of a comic book, but what that scene is like seem like is I think that that is also emulating something else. It's very reminiscent of old westerns. Yeah, for sure. Right? Um, which was like a cool aesthetic, like super modern, like in the future, yeah. Japanese type setting, uh, emulating the old west. You yeah, know, like and he's even cowboy. holding a six gun, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, was, that was cool. Like, with, with the long leather. Yes, like, like it's coat, hanging like, down. It was, yeah, that was a cool scene. And there's like another scene where I think it was, well, a certain character falls back into the water and like it's an above, it's an above shot. Of that character falling down and the water splashing up and around, yeah, and, like, and even to encapsulate that, it's like, him, like, but they do it in slow motion, and, and it's almost as if you like it was like the, the a motion shot comic where where it's not like a, a fully moving thing, but like if like parts of it were moving, and it's yeah. it's really pretty, yeah, it's done really well. You know, what it really reminded me of is um like the like the way they, they shot uh, in Inception early on when they do the kick with with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio getting thrown into the bathtub. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like that. Very reminiscent of that, mm-hmm. which is... Well, you can... It's like a scene right out off the storyboard, like when they were... Yes. When they were, like, sketching it out. And, like, like it's like, you know what? Still, let's make this still, like, let's make this a right couple extra, like, yeah. panels and, like, yeah, that's all it is in motion. Like, and it's, it's pretty, and it works. And, yes. like, it's things like that. Like, I do appreciate something like that. Like, that's... Like, it's things like that that, are, that make this not a bad movie yeah. for me. Um, because there's something for me in it. Yeah, so, I mean, I would go above where you are with it. I liked it. Like, I didn't love it. It wasn't like, oh my god, like, I need to go see it again. Or like, but uh, it's something that, like, if it pops up in, in like six months on like HBO, yeah, and I'm not doing anything, like, it'll end up on my TV again. I'll see it again. Sure. Um, I liked it a lot uh, to the point where I'm tentatively curious if they can find a way, since they do a fair bit of world building, which we'll talk about a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, they did enough to intrigue me about them trying to tell another story in that universe where I'd be I'd be tentatively curious to go see another movie. You like to see where it goes. Yeah. If, the, if this is something that you can extrapolate on and build, um, not that it, it didn't, this is something we talked about briefly when we were coming out of the movie, it wasn't as successful or intriguing as John Wick, the world right. building, but I also think that because it's so much different and so much in the future, whereas John Wick's current, um, that this that whole suspension of disbelief thing going on where there's so much they're throwing at you that mm-hmm. it can be a bit overwhelming, but... It was enough to make me want to see another story told in this universe, sure. just in the same way that we got with John Wick. Yeah, and I would say if a second one came out like, and you wanted to see it, I'd probably go with you. But if I don't get any more out of it, I probably would skip the third one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I couldn't... I think I would need something else. Like, I'm, I'm open to seeing something more in there and seeing if I can build up more interest in it, but... Maybe just one more chance at something. Yeah. At something else, and I don't think that's necessarily like a prerequisite that they have to yeah. make another one. But I think that there's enough there that they could, and it wouldn't be egregious to try and make another one. I, I think that yeah. I think they were respectful in the way of giving you enough world building that it can stand alone on its own, but that there's still clearly something for them to pick up and run with going forward. But that it, this isn't just a movie. With the sole intention of we need to make a franchise of this, it's not even going to be a good movie on its own. We're just doing this so that we can extrapolate on this in the end, right? You know, like you feel like that that can happen sometimes with certain movies, like where you see and it's like, well, nothing really happened. They're just trying to set up the kicking off like a franchise, like all like Man of Steel, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to? Is there anything you want to touch on before potentially getting into some spoilers and some? Um, no, I, 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 not really. I mean, I think we can kind of go, this will just free us up to talk about whatever we want. Okay, yeah. So, so I guess we could just give a, we both liked it to certain degrees, neither of us disliked it. I liked it a little more than you did. Yeah. Um, if you're fans of that sort of genre, then, then I think you should enjoy it. Yeah, yeah you sure. probably would. Um, there may not even be enough genre elements, even. Yeah. It's like, it's, I did do a good job bridging the gap between casual and hardcore, probably. Uh-huh. Um... But if this isn't your sort of thing, and since we talked in the past about trailers, not exactly lying, but being misleading, 
this isn't a big mindless blockbuster action. Which movie. I was definitely concerned of. Yes. When when we saw the trailer and you were interested and I wasn't. What I saw in that trailer was it was like, oh, it's like explosions, fighting, big noise, boobs. Like that's yeah. that's what it was. And I was Michael like, Bay I was like, nah. Michael Bay explosions <laughs> yeah, from Michael Bay explosions. From Robot Chicken. Yeah, no. Um as like the kind of like the final note before we get to spoiler stuff. Yeah, actually, um if you're going in expecting this to be just a mindless action movie, it's really not that no. actually. Um it's a while there's some pretty cool action set pieces, it's an introspective, um, like thought-provoking kind of drama unfolding in a not quite dystopian future, but not far off from that, right? Right. And so, rather than continue to beat around the bu- the bush here, uh, spoiler zone. Spoiler ahead. zone. Spoiler we're going to get engaged. into it. We're going to talk about this movie and how it's uh, Black Widow and Lao <laughs> fight are pitted against Emo Ultron. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Pitted. Nice. You know, actually, you know, that went right over my head, too. And I'm the one who wants to talk about him at some point. <laughs> Although, not even really that much for this movie. So it's it's more for his more role in other stuff. Our, like It's our second Marvel DC crossover in yeah. a week, depending on release schedules. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, but, uh... <laughs> Although, for those of you who don't get the whole Lao thing... We're I'm really about, enjoying this right now. I'm just watching... About, what, what, Al's just shaking his head. He's yeah. laughing and shaking. It's great. <laughs> the, yeah, sorry, for those of you who didn't get the Lao thing, the Lao, Lao from The Dark Knight is, is in this with sporting a weird mullet. <laughs> yeah, got that Eugene mullet. Not as ostentatious <laughs> as Eugene's mullet. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, getting into... Do, do you want to talk a little bit more about the the, the story and breaking it down a little yeah, bit? Yeah, let's stick with the with the whole story and world building type of thing. Okay, so on the topic of world building, as I said, or I said before this, Al kind of brought it up. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It didn't really, and I get it. I understand why it didn't land with me. And it's it's probably it's again. It could also be just because I'm not. I was kind of just eh going in. I wasn't really trying to be invested in this. Um, it's almost like you were being actively resistant. Initially, no, I would I, I disagree with that because I, I will be if I'm going to go see the movie, I'll be open to it. I'm going to okay. give it a fair shot, no matter what, from the get go. Um, unless it's an M Night Shyamalan movie, then I will not. Uh, <laughs> we can talk this, about that at in the this future. Point, that's, no. that's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's just the it's like trying to do like there's there's clearly this whole this whole world that they live. That's where this world then comes in. This whole world that they live in that you don't like. They tease it as like you don't need to understand every piece of it. You just need to get like, this is the world they're in, and you can you'll learn like little bits of information as you go through, and that's cool. I'm okay with that. It was just like there was just so much of it, and that it was just a little bit not confusing, but it's just like it's just your suspension of disbelief there. Like I don't I don't have that yet. I don't feel like I'm just like eh, I don't want this. It's a little, but that was my, I think that might have just been my and overwhelming at times. Although I thought that they did. A good job mixing the over the top and in your face with the subtle mm-hmm. parts of it. Like there's some things that were little. It's just like okay, well, there it is. Like you just kind of see it or hear it. And then there's other things that were like you need to know this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but if also, but then again, like the counterpoint to that, if this is a live action anime, you're supposed to be okay with that. I feel like that's the, the yeah. style of those of those stories. That, I mean, that's I guess that's true. You know? Um yeah, I don't. I mean, the they. I think they did a good job, uh, or I think it was a, like a smart decision to have a little text to start, a little bit of history background. Cause you're not gonna know what Section yeah. Nine is. You're not gonna know what Hanka Industries is or whatever. You're not gonna know um, about this whole emerging technology of trying to put a brain inside of a robot, right? Yeah. Um, and then after they hit you with a not an overwhelming text wall, just a couple little blurbs, and then. No one says anything. They just show you them putting a brain inside of a robot, right? <laughs> right, but, and building uh, this robot. Yeah. So, the, like you said, like there was a good stage setting there with the with the text. It was cool. Actually, the funny the funny thing about the text, I don't know if you noticed it, like, but what I loved about it, it was how it, it kind of faded away into zeros and ones before it dropped off the screen. Oh, did it? Actually? Yeah. It was, I don't think that, I it was just, just a cool little touch. Well, yeah. well, again, one of those little things that like stood out to me that I'm like. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I recognize those. Good on you guys. Good on you. <laughs> but then, yeah, so like they, they explain. Oh, actually, no, you, no, I did, I did pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. They explain like this whole concept of putting a brain inside of a shell. 
I'm describing it with the words that it is um, inside well, I mean, of a kind a, of intentionally a cyborg. Considering yeah. they use the word ghosts and shell. Oh my god, it was it was a little too much. It was it happened twice. The first time I was like that was too much. The second time I was like stop. I didn't think that was a good it, it's just like it was like it's, it's not like they like flash it up in like a big thing the it's, ghost wink wink you're in so, the shell yeah wink, no it was like, like your your soul or ghost <laughs> that, that, a, that one was in a, a bit much. kind of shell, shell? <laughs> like that's that's how it came off to me i was like that, come on the other i was like one, i got it the text in the beginning set me up i understand what the concept is Stop. The other uh, the other reference to it was fun. You're right. That one was probably too much. <laughs> eh? The, eh? The, it Pete, was Peter's in the audience, and he's like, "Ah, they said it." It was like the the ghost or the soul or ghost. That was a bit. That was a bit much. Yeah, right. I'd agree with that. <laughs> um, and then there's the whole like. So that's that's the general concept, right? So this this girl's brain is put inside of a. Of the like a, a yeah, cybernetic our first, body. Our, our first scene is we see uh, a woman. We don't see her face. We see a woman sitting on a, a stretcher or gurney, like being rolled in. Um, she's got an oxygen mask on. Clearly, she's in really poor physical condition, mm-hmm. and she almost seems like she's either out cold for a while there because her arm is like just hanging off the edge. Yes, and the idea here is that this is an alternative. This is something that they've been working on and trying to build towards, but they're allegedly trying to do so respectfully in the sense that this person's not going to survive if we don't do this. And also we're trying to do this whole melding of machine technology with the human mind and spirit because that's the best of both worlds. Um, So we open up with them supposedly saving someone's life by putting her brain, her still living brain, uh, out of her broken body and into a functional body. Right. And I guess the only only real twist is that she wasn't dying prior like she wasn't in an accident they took her well they certainly lied about what happened right, right. and that that was like that's she's a the political twist, dissident though. that's really what yeah but other other than that it's like that was the only thing that like that wasn't so like everything else was just kind of the answer was right there like it was just in your you understood like as the viewer you understand like okay like she's got a past and she doesn't know it and there's really no she was somebody else. You got that. I don't know if you you picked up on that. Like she probably didn't look anything like that beforehand. Well, see, I wasn't sure about that because, and I don't. I really don't want to get into this too much. But there was a lot of stuff about this movie um, during the production process about it's a Japanese anime um, taking place in. It's never. They never call it Japan. They mm-hmm. never call it any of the name of like Japanese cities. But it's heavily inspired by Japan, and it's also kind of got the vibe of like a Cloud Atlas of the Futuristic, um, like timeline of that, um, where communities have been a little bit more globalized. Where like it's not just Japan; it's probably some sort of like Japan, Korea, China conglomerate of nations. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see white people and a black person. The JEU, like the yeah. Japan Extended Universe. <laughs> um, so we see a couple of people who aren't Japanese in appearance there. So you could believe that she was Scarlett Johansson esque. Prior uh, to it. you could. I actually I picked up on right away though. They you get a glimpse of the woman's mouth when she pulls the oxygen mask off for half a second. Did you? And yeah, and you get you get a kind of a an idea of like her body type from the rolling in. It's like she. I just it was just it was like immediately clear to me that that she doesn't look like yeah I guess I didn't really like notice I just saw black hair pale hand pale face the little bit of face that you yeah. can see so I didn't really but it's not it's not that it wasn't like I'm I'm on board with you that she probably didn't look like Scarlett Johansson yeah. before because they show you making that body and maybe mm-hmm. they would maybe they would choose to make it look like her so that the mind doesn't lose its mind when right. it looks in the mirror and sees something else. They helped with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and they do go. They yeah, like they see. They do kind of go with that whole like because she doesn't, she can't feel her body and she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and it's because it's she's not a body anymore; well, it's a robot. Well, and she ends up like starting to rebel and figure, like, try to understand what actually has happened to her. And she she finds the woman who we learn is her mother. As soon as I see this woman, oh, I knew. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's like that's her mom. Like yeah. it didn't, it, but I feel like it wasn't supposed to be as clear. I'm not sure if 
Uh, not when she walked in the door, yeah. but before the end of the scene, you should know. Oh, like when she walked there, at I, least was that like, was my I, I just figured that this is what was happening. It wasn't. It wasn't a shock at all to me. Well, see, I didn't know because she didn't explain where she was going. It's yeah. just she's examining something from her past. Yeah, it so just seemed obvious. It could have been anything. It could have been she was at that apartment at some point, or sure. it could have been Kuze's you know, mother, honestly, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for, it could well, have been anything. For me, it was just, that was the first thought, and that ends up being what it is. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. No uh, yeah, there. no, uh, I don't think it was, that was too big of a leap, though. You're right. Yeah. Um, um, so, the, getting on to characters. Yep. A bit. Her character in general. Thoughts? Um, I, yeah, I thought she did fine. I mean... I think she was robotic in her delivery, and I right. think that was intentional because it's the her whole... figure is a robot. And yeah. I think she's because we get a year's jump from when we, she first wakes up to, and, and I, I like that too that we after that bit of like setup for like maybe five minutes we get yeah. right to the action. Yeah, which is like, good. Like not the, too much hold like handing, shit. hold yeah. handing, hand holding. Uh, <laughs> I caught myself. Oh yeah. There's not too much hand holding. Um, you know, it's okay. Yep, your brain's in there. Um, we're gonna help you get through this. Uh, and then a year later, you're doing surveillance and you're gonna jump off a building and start shooting shit. Yeah. Uh, even though I told you not to, uh, you know, uh, it was Aramaki told her not to, but that's what she was made for. Uh, that that's what her job is supposed to be. Um, so I think that it was the whole idea of the brain and the robotic body forming an interrelationship over the course of that year where mm-hmm. she's acquired a robotic personality to match her robotic body right. somewhat. Well, well, she still has some wit on a... Maybe you'll make me better next time. Yeah. You know, that like was, something that was, like that, that where you cool. still get that humanity too. Yeah. Well, uh, what I liked about it, which... And I think this, this speaks to her skills as an actress. Um, that fan. Yeah, you get thrown by the fan every time. I, I, I've never had like a. It, it's funny because like as much as I didn't really care for the movie, um, I feel like it put her a little bit more on the map for me because I never really cared for her before this. Really? Um, yeah. But I, I thought she did a really good job of like, yeah, I, she's robotic, but she's robotic the whole movie. Yes. And she's she didn't break that character. No, not once. And I was like, oh damn, like good, like good on you. Yeah. Like, it, was it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that she was trying to deliver this tour de force and was wooden at times. Right. She was supposed to be and the, stiff the whole time. Yeah, and there were, and there were subtle movements that almost... It looks like a not, frame that was subtle, meant to be perfect. Not, not subtle. She physically acted out the idea of yeah, a robot like, walking yeah. very well. Yeah, and it was like super smooth. Yes. Really, that it was that portion I was like, good. Like, yeah, nice. Well done there. Yeah. Um, and the guy who I think <laughs> steals the show um, is, you know, her kind of second in command of this little ragtag team of like... You know, I guess crazy secret guys, police or whatever. Were. Crazy guys, but two played by, uh, I think his name is Pilo Esbeck, um, or Ashbeck. I'm not sure 100% how he's Danish. Um, and it's funny because I didn't really realize who he was. I knew he was familiar, but because he had this white hair and like a flat top. Did you get a Lieutenant Surge vibe? Uh, to make a throw out a Pokemon reference, <laughs> didn't he? Oh my god! Right? Yeah. But he is bearded and with brown hair in the role that I know him from as Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. And I didn't really 100% realize that until after we were talking right. about it in the car on the way back. Uh, I thought he kind of stole the, sh- like, stole the show. Like, yeah. funny lines, like, he's a big dude, kicks ass, like, you yeah. know. And you, you I, yeah, like, they, they, they do some stuff, right, where, like, it's like, oh, you, you kind of, you care for this character specifically because he cares for dogs. Yes, it's a weird thing. Well, he's it's just a weird, kind of like a lo- lovable goof. Yeah, it's a strange leap to make though. But like, I, I relate emotionally to this character because he cares about dogs more than people. Yeah, I get that. Well, not just that, but he, <laughs> he is the human anchor for the character of Major, who yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Like he, she's the robot, and he's like the the human. Even though she's, people keep telling her, like the Doctor Ulay keeps telling her, no, no, you're human. And that's partially true. Um, yeah. And she wants to make sure she stays grounded with that because she doesn't want to ever turn full robot. But uh, I thought it was interesting because she, like, he, I, was, I almost felt like he looked at Major as another one of his strays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's interesting. I can see that. Because uh, uh... there's a line she says, like, later, are you here to bring me in? And he's like, no, like I'm not gonna. He gets kind of mad. He gets mad like, at her for that. You know, have you not realized by now that like 
yeah, I'm like your kind of like your case officer. Like I'm supposed to be like your trainer, hold your leash, but like. It's more than that. Like, I genuinely care about you. Yes. It's not like a romantic thing. It's like kind of like the same thing like we talked about with Rogue One, where it's like, it didn't have to be a romantic relationship budding. It was yep. just, they were just friends. Or like older brother and younger sister. Like, yeah. You know I mean, like, that was that was what the relationship was. Or like was. cop partners. Like, yeah. it was just, yeah. they have that, like, they have that relationship going. I like so much to, like, to drive it home. Like, this is not a, like, this is not like a, a love interest. It's like she's changing on the boat. And he just looks and quick, and then it's like yeah, away. he like doesn't it's even like, see it. It's doesn't like not blush, a, nothing. It's yeah. just like you know, it's just uh, it's like it would be like if he was with a guy and they were at the locker yeah, room, exactly. Like, change like he turned. Oh, you're naked. Oh well, and you look away. You know, it's just the moment's over. Right. It wasn't anything. There was no like lust in that whole situation. Yeah, it was cool. It's just I, I did like they did some some cool stuff with the relationships between the characters there. So like, there's that, and then there's um. It's funny, like the, there's that other the other girl who I don't even know if they said her name. Um, that's with them, the one that hands them the guns through the window when they're in the bar. Oh yeah, when he's in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, like she she was like she's on yeah, screen a couple sorry, times. She's cool. Her name is Ladria. Okay. Um, yeah, and she like I guess kind of handled some of their hacking stuff too. Yeah, but like they they just did a good job of like those characters are like they got each other's backs. Like yeah. and that's it. There's like it no like there's no f- animosity between any of them. There's no animosity. Like their boss is also like the boss that's kind of cool. Yeah, like he's well, cool he's like them. he's like part cool boss, part like dad. Yeah, right. Like, uh, yep. Especially like you see later, and like when he realizes that they've been burned, and he pulls that totally badass Yoda. Oh my god, that is the best scene in the fucking movie. It was really good. It scene. Is so good. <laughs> I remember saying, "Oh, grandpa's going hunting." Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he he pulls out the six gun. I'm like, man, I hope he gets to use that, and this doesn't just blow up, and he just gets like the old man executed that you see in some of these like old school like World War II type movies, where it's like. Like, the intrigue catches up to the old man, unfortunately. Like, he's just a little bit past his game. Right. And, um, you know, he says, we've been burned. Yeah. We've been burned. Turns out he's just Yoda. And it's, yeah, he goes and he fucks shit up. And then you see all of his little children do the same thing. Right. Like, you know, he trained them well. And then they all get to kind of reconvene and, so and cool. save the day together. I, I just love that. He's like, he sits in the car and he puts that suitcase up on his side. And I'm like, it, it seemed odd to me because I didn't, it didn't register to me that that's what he was, like what he was doing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, why, why are they doing that? Like, he's putting this, like the suitcase in a weird spot. I was like, that's, that's odd. And then they start shooting the car and he like kind of falls over. But he's really just playing. Yeah, because he doesn't look dead. like, he doesn't look like he dies. He looks like he's got shot and he slumps. Yeah. So, but then he, then he just gets out of the car, and you find you realize what's going on. The suitcase is bulletproof, and then he like lets it open, and he yeah, uses he opens it and uses it as a shield. As like... he just takes his six bullets and murders everybody on the ground. <laughs> like that is great. It was such a cool scene. And he's like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> I, I could totally see him doing like a cocky old man laugh, like a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you fool children, like this. so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and I like the Lao. He's the only, he was the only other one other than Batu who got like some. He was Han, words Han, who got actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> who got uh, more than just a quip here and there because yeah. everyone got like one like quick little line in here and there. But other than that, they're mostly just kind of there and like you know they're like ribbing each other. But like like you said, there's not like any real animosity. You can tell these people have been working together for a long time. Like they like inherently trust each other, mm-hmm. um, and that's part of the reason why I'd be interested in seeing another movie. Maybe they get a little more. Okay. You know, a little bit more to do because this movie is about figuring out who Major is, figuring out who Kuze is, and why, what's going on, and why this all matters. So they're cool and they get to have a couple of laughs and they get to shoot a bunch of shit and dude gets to take down a helicopter with one bullet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the only. That was, that was, that was nice. You know, right? That, that, was, that, was legit. that guy's like not in the movie at all until that scene where he takes a helicopter out. Well, he was in that first. He was in those other scenes too. I know, I'm, you know, I'm he had one. He had one good line when they were like gearing up for like a mission. You know the know liver I mean? thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He getting a, he got a cybernetic liver so that he could drink as much as he wants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you, you so would do stupid. That. <laughs> so stupid. Um, but yeah, like uh, that. Also, so that, also, how cool is the spider tech? Spider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that about? Um, that was that was a decent thing on the world building right there though with the with the liver the cyber the cybernetic and that, and, and it's like this like I said like the subtle thing where they're not beating you over the head where it's yeah. like oh it's not just like people who are going to want to jump off a building so that they can shoot shit up it's mm-hmm. like this dude has enough money that he can get himself a better liver so he can live the lifestyle he wants like right. like that's where society will go to eventually like you know if you want to 
if you have heart problems but you love running marathons, you get a cybernetic heart and you can go run marathons. You know what right. I mean? Like Yeah, and then there's like the cool another piece of world building. They're outside the two of them, um, Major and uh what is his name? Batu. Batu are walking and uh they're walking on the streets and the guy's like 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 selling like a counterfeit bag. Is he's like selling like oh like what do you like you want upgrades? Like <laughs> that was interesting. We'll but, buy some death sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to buy some death sticks. <laughs> Let's not quote those movies. It was you and McGregor. It's okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, move on to a character that you didn't like before we get to the, a character that you had a you were strong for. Oh yeah. So um, you were not a fan of Terrence Howard's delivery. <laughs> um, Mrs. Brody from Godzilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the woman who I very cavalierly tried to pronounce her last name earlier, and it's a different episode. I, as I, th- as I, yeah, in a separate <laughs> episode, in the Godzilla slash Kong Skull Island episode, um, and I realized afterward, like, I'm really not sure how that name's pronounced, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it again. Or should I double down? Double down. Juliette Binochet, uh yeah. played Dr. Ule, <laughs> and it sounded like she was on the edge of tears 99% of the words she said. All of Terrence Howard. I'd peg him more at like 80. 80% of the <laughs> no, words. 100% of the time he's crying. <laughs> Uh, Cannot stand him. I feel like there's a line or two in the original Iron Man where he wasn't crying. He was like, he was he wasn't supposed to be sure, but his eyes were still watery. <laughs> no, that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm not even talking about the water. I'm talking about like she literally looked like yeah, like she was like like quivering lips and like that like her like yeah. the words weren't coming out. There was no backbone behind them. Like it sounded like she was like in a perpetual state of hearing that her entire family just burned down yeah like like it was really weird and i to in her defense i've never really seen her anything else so like she's french so maybe she just it's just her hold on english without an accent trying to speak completely unaccented english then maybe that's part of it i don't know yeah it might be it's very possible like that's that's her way of doing the of doing the voice is to portray it that way no i just think that that's like a byproduct yeah of it. like okay. you know what i mean like i don't think it was like i don't think it was in fact and, and there's a couple times where like her being emotional would have made sense, but every line, yeah, yeah, you know I mean, like that, that doesn't make sense to me. It was a bit much. Yeah, um, yeah, because I turned to you and said, "I can't fucking stand." This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was as much as like you know she uh, tried to do right by them at the end of uh, her run in the movie. I was I was glad when I knew that we weren't going to get any more of her on screen. Uh, when Damn. He- <laughs> Not the character. The character, you know. Everybody, else, like, other people were like, ah, oh, dead. And I was like, woo! Well, no more of that. Done with this. It was like when you saw the last, but then it came up to be night, you know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of the last one. <laughs> um, I, did you have, like, a, as big a problem with that as me? Because it was driving me insane. It was it was bothering me. It definitely it definitely annoyed me. I don't think it annoyed me as much as it as clearly annoyed you. It actually annoyed me more that it reminded me of Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but to get to a character who I did enjoy, because he played such a weird character, which is kind of his thing. Emo Ultron. Emo Ultron, um, with a glitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, be- and that was actually, I think, kind of impressive that he could master the delivery of a glitching computer. That was cool. Right? Like, that, yeah. I thought that was, like, he sounded like the way, like, what was the old thing? Was it Microsoft Sam? Uh, before I was Siri, like Bonzi before, buddy. before Siri and that thing that's gonna yell at me if I say her name, Alexa. God, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see what she responds with. Riveting podcast. Riveting stuff. No, now you don't. Answer. It's on. It's on. Fuck. It's just lit up. At some point, when when, when there's a lull, like it'll respond to nothing. Whatever. Um. You remember Microsoft Sam though, right? You could type in in there was like a, yeah, in, in I know what you're like about. you could type in. Do I it. didn't know it was called and that, but I know what you it mean. would talk to you yeah. like this and read back your sentence. We used to use Bonzi Buddy for that. He was a little purple that ape that would pop up on your screen, I'm and you would type stuff in with him. I am, chat. I am not familiar with this, but we would call each other and we would write messages in there and they just hold the phone up to it. And that was our version of prank call. So a couple of us on the wrestling team had this whole thing with Microsoft Sam, where like it was one of those things that like it was like almost like fever dream type of thing, where it was like. Would be exhausted after practice, and some of them were dehydrated. I was, I'm not. I never cut weight that way. So, but like 
there was dehydration issues and exhaustion issues and uh, Microsoft Sam became like a character in like where each of us would do our own like it would just kind of come up out of nowhere yeah. in the middle of the conversation like in the locker room or in practice between like drills or whatever and like uh, like like me and Caleb would do it like the most <laughs> like you know Caleb obviously um, and uh, yeah so Microsoft Sam was a weird presence you know, <laughs> considering this is we're talking about like the late aughts like like where like that was still relevant yeah. <laughs> pre series still um, but yeah so Michael Pitt uh, I thought did a really good job as Kuze I thought his Story was interesting. I think some people are going to have problems with it. It's kind of just whatever to me. I liked it. I thought it was like a curious... Like It was kind of the whole... And I really don't remember his name. I just know it was something Hispanic. Um, the Javier Bardem character in Skyfall. There's okay. some similarities to that where he's the foil to James, right? Where they have the similar background. Um, so he's the same thing. Kuse to Major, right? right. Is like... You know, he was the first, and they both had the same past. And although I did like that they brought it full circle, and it wasn't just like he was the first. That the two of them had a real history together. Yeah. And they were before they were taken and that that was cool, right? Uh, I didn't think that was too put on and egregious. I I liked that actually. I thought that grounded the relationship. Um, a lot for me. Yeah, like when in the in the end when she like says like I can't like I'm not gonna go with you like type of thing. He's not mad. No, he gets it. Yeah, he says I'll be here waiting. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but I liked his performance a lot, and I don't know how many people know him or don't know him. I I know for me, he was tremendous on the show Hannibal, and I know I've mentioned it at least once on the podcast before. I know you haven't seen it. Um, I think you would really like. I think Kim would like it too. Yeah, so we'll probably you know, we'll just, probably catch it at some. It's probably point. A, you know it's a good selling point for you anytime that it's something that you could watch with her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't watch a lot of stuff on my own. I figured um, um, movie night with myself. You could check out that article. It's every once in a while and <laughs> it works. Yeah. So yeah. So like ten hours of a show is a lot harder to do than two hours of a movie. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you do have like you know you have a different like schedule than she does. So uh, you know what, I I do watch my my DC shows on my own. Okay, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I don't want to add something to that. But <laughs> I think I do think it's something that Kim actually could would enjoy too. Fair, because um, me and my brother and my mom all loved Hannibal when it was on. It was okay. killed way before it should have been. So Michael Pitt played for anyone who's familiar with the Thomas Harris books, movies, show, etc. He played Mason Verger. Who is a bit of an over-the-top psychopath, um, and he does it just a touch so amazingly. I was riveted every moment that he's on screen. <laughs> like he does, he has this almost—he walks the line. It's almost a little bit campy and over the top um, in a show that's very, very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and what his performance is not out of because he's playing an eccentric billionaire, so he can do that. But he's playing an eccentric billionaire who is a megalomaniac who is a murderous bastard. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and unfortunately, you know, his run ends at the end of uh, the second season of the show, and in the third season, they recast him. But anyone, I don't want to get spoiler. Anyone who um, knows the Thomas Harris universe knows that there's a certain point in Mason Verger's life. In which recasting him is not very much of a problem mm-hmm. uh, that you wouldn't know. And I, I want the <laughs> freest... perspective of somebody that's never seen it or has no idea what you're talking about. They're like, "What does he like? Become a woman?" Yeah. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that seems like he probably had to at that point. Um, well, I'll answer that question. He doesn't become. A woman. <laughs> he becomes something. Let your minds wander. Let your mind wander, though. Watch the show if you can. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Um, I think they have the ones who hold the rights to it. Um, really, really good show, and he's. And his short run on it is incredible in that role. Um, and it's when he's able to be his freest, most crazy self. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, and I liked him a lot in this. Excuse me, he's a different character, although weird. And this whole movie's weird. Yeah. But I'm okay with weird. It was the right type of weird for me. Yeah, you know what's really funny? It, it, is, it is weird. And then there's like random things that are just like so not anime for me because like i said I, I maybe it is if people watch it or are super into it but like uh the scene with the with major and the two the two thank you i'm just gonna keep doing yep. that i all i have to do is look over to the computer and al shouts his name out for me <laughs> um with major and batu that's is, why we work together, is that they're on the boat and it's like it's very much just lethal weapon four for me just grabs a beer and tries to give it to her yeah like, <laughs> I, I just i love that um and then there was a uh, 
We had mentioned the Western still earlier. Armor. That's actually the second portion of the scene. The first portion is a straight up duel. Yes. It's great. And like they like they're walking also, around I love, the pool. Before we finish that, I love that they call back to that thing at the end when he says to her, Do I have your consent? Yeah. We can talk that about that again good. more, but keep going with your yeah, uh, I do we, like how they shot that scene with him because he totally knows he's going for it and you yeah. see him subtly turn and you realize that he does have the, the gun in his hand before yep. Cutter can reach into his jacket mm-hmm. he's just waiting for him it's like uh, Tombstone when yeah. uh, what's, the, what's the name with Doc Holliday and what's the name you know yeah. uh, it's, God do it yeah. do it yeah, just <laughs> raise that gun so I can kill you right now right, like, and he shoots him and it's just that's great uh, but like yeah like that and like that's that was the, another scene like if you if you pull that scene out and still frame it and then put it next to the scene of him standing there by himself. You oh, know he great won. Mirror like those would be right? two cool scenes side by side. Just it is. It, out. it is cool because the the shot is directly at Cutter as he's slowly sliding his hand. He's turning yeah. to try and mask that movement. And over his shoulder, you only get about seventy five percent of him because it cuts off like just the slight side of of Armaki, and you can see him standing there. Like razor sharp focus, yeah. <laughs> waiting for his move. Like but basically know. telling him, like, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Boom. And knowing that he's <laughs> yeah. going to do it. And then yeah, so the consent thing. Go ahead, bring that home. So that was, that was a cool thing. Um, I liked that a lot. And it was. I thought that was an interesting. I don't know if that's part of the source material or not. The idea that. So obviously, you know, we're we're in full spoiler here. We're talking about. Um, we find out that it's a lie that she was. In an accident, they were saving her life. That it was just she was a political dissident. She was a runaway, so they figured no one's gonna miss her. Um, no one's gonna come after them and try and find Motoko, which was Major's name when she before she was Major. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they take her and they tar- put her in this body, right? But they give her the illusion of this being a fully equitable partnership, and that she's not just a slave of theirs. Yeah, because of the whole thing where. She still has the autonomy of her brain, whereas, but it's matched to programming that is the interface between the brain and the body, right? Right. Which, you would have a better appreciation and understanding of that sort of relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought it was cool that, so that she they, she's having what they think are some sort of glitches, some sort of shadows of her former memory popping up that are never going to be a coherent image, so they just say, oh, we'll just delete it because it's just going to distract you it's not we're not getting rid of any part of you we're not getting rid of your core personality we promise traits and values and they don't do it without her consent right they say well they set up they set that up by in earlier scenes when it's something like just small it's like oh we're like we need you to do this like i need your verbal consent my name is blah 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 what's what i'm saying it's a glitch she says i'm having glitches she goes oh Oh, that that scene okay we're gonna uh, yeah we'll delete it for you we'll delete it for you um do we have your consent? Uh, yeah. My name is Major. And that part she kept like saying really fast. And I'm looking on IMDb and like it just says Major. Yeah. Her, I don't remember what her I feel whole... like she did something else, yeah. She did. She had a first and last. It, Major was her title, not her name. Right. It was Major something something. But she kept saying it. It wasn't her old name, Motoku. It was something else. Yeah. Um, and the, every time she said it, she said it so fast that I couldn't catch it really. Um, and she would say, um, my name is Major or whatever. Uh, and I give my consent. And then they do it. Which, you know, in other mediums other movies i feel like you may like they would have just done it you know like oh yep here we go we're gonna delete that and get rid of that you know blah, blah blah yeah and it's done uh and the idea of whether or not she was autonomous or just given the illusion of autonomy i thought that was kind of interesting mm-hmm. um would you agree like, like i thought yeah. that was an extra layer on this sort of thing and they do it a couple times which is why i thought it was cool at the end they do it when she's deleting that they do it when she wants to download on this captured uh, the geisha robot. Yep. Uh, they want she wanted to download her consciousness to find it, which really cool scene. The only little bit of like kind of body horror type thing they do. Yeah. There's a cool way I think of imagine of showing how a hack bogging down your operating system would be you stuck in a crowd that's physically you represented down. in the mind of an organic being as yeah. opposed to on a computer. That I that thought was, cool. was really cool. That, that was definitely cool. I liked that. Um, that was an impressive scene. Right. And and I like how that when... She, uh, in order to give her the authorization to go, she needs to consent to have this person access her files and yeah. download her consciousness to the thing. Right? Um, so she says it there. She had said it in the other thing. She said it one other time. I don't remember what it was for. Something personnel file related or something yeah. like that. Um, so And then we don't see it again because she gets burned and she's out on her own and she's a rogue agent kind of. 
And then at the end, um, when Armaki uh, takes down Cutter. Well, no, no. Before that, uh, when she's on the when she's um, they catch her and they bring her to the to the site and they have her paralyzed. And Cutter wants to put her out, and gives the doctor like this whatever the vial is that's supposed to kill her. She doesn't. They don't ask her. The question. She knows what's going on. She's like, my name is blah blah blah, and I do not give my oh, consent. You know, I don't even think I like fully picked up on that. Yeah, she just says, I don't give my consent to this, and, and but, that's what but changes you, but Doctor you see, Ule. Yeah, you you see behind her that the doctor's not doing that because she cares for her almost like a mother. Like yes. she cares for this thing that she created. Yeah, if she cried then, I would have got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> she did when she got shot. <laughs> but then yeah, so then at the go ahead at the end. Yeah, so the end when. Uh, the uh, their the section nine um, when they are kind of reaffirmed as having been in the right because Cutter who was the head of like uh, or the de facto head of Hanka Industries at that point um, had given you know bullshit order to have them all killed and he goes back to the prime minister gets the authorization to take him down we get that cool western scene where he comes in does the duel shoots him once to disable him and that's when he falls into the pool with right. just that really cool scene with the water we were talking about earlier and um so armaki calls in with also i really liked those internal com like things yeah that, that was, was i cool. thought that was really cool um because especially when you saw the scenes where someone was talking and in their mind also doing that too yeah seeing them coming like staccato like back and forth uh, and he goes to to Major, you know, you know, is there anything you want me to say to him? You know, tell him that this is justice. So I have your consent then? Yeah, I'm Major I am, or whatever. My name is Major and you have and my you consent. consent oh. And he just puts him down. That was a good scene, yeah. <laughs> but like, not just like one bullet. It's like, bang, bang, bang. I was like, oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> oh, he gave the full, also, how great was that when he, three guys, two bullets each, and he just does the badass, yeah. pulls the thing and shakes the bullets out over the oh, dead guy. Like, that was, yeah, like that's the thing, like there's, a, it's a series of really cool individual scenes. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I what I was also significant about that is she says my name is Major, and I give my consent. Yeah. But like you said earlier in the movie, she had like whatever the name. She wasn't saying no, Major. I, she was saying she, something else. No, no, no. She said my name is Major something something. At the end, she just said Major. Okay. No, but the other scene, she yeah. did. Um, are you sure? I, I don't remember. Yeah. Do I, and I, I thought there was a significance there that she was like like okay, all of this has happened now. This is who I am. Yes. I am major. I, I have this past life that I'm gonna, you know, I'll reconnect to things. But like, I'm accepting who I am. I am a person. This is me. Yes. <laughs> I am major. <laughs> yes. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and especially the whole thing with you know, and it's it's her body is nearly broken, and she's being helped off, walking off, you know, after Kuze gets killed. And mm-hmm. but she, you know, I guess he downloaded at least a part of himself to her. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't That's, fully get that. Was, was what I was that getting was in that conversation because right? he gets shot right after saying you know like you know i'll, I'll he because he says something he says uh I, did he say i'll be a ghost in your shell i don't think he said that he said something along those uh. lines i got the impression that he was going to trigger a download of at least a part of him that so that she'd still have that with him interesting before maybe the, the sniper shoots him and is about to finish off major as well yeah um but the just you know her walking off with batu and her, the whole team kind of reforming together and kind of like a... The camaraderie there was... Yeah, it's just awesome. And I like that they do that mirror shot that, that at the end, it's her on top of the building. Yeah, She's, from the beginning. From the beginning. But now she is her own person. But not only that, but everyone's got the full trust because yeah. Aramaki says authorized. Yeah. Instead yeah. of giving her the hold order exactly. last time. And he's back in his role sitting in his office, you know. That's thinking, so cool. Like overseeing them doing that whole thing with his grandpa monster hair. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um. Um. Yeah. I mean, so um, that's pretty much. Um, unless, is there anything else you want to talk about with the cinematography and stuff like that? Uh, no. Uh, my biggest thing was that it was just as much as I'm not into the anime styles of things. Those individual scenes really did. They did something for me. Where, yeah. like, I, I like. I there were some beautiful visuals, not yeah. just the. Still scenes like you were talking about, yeah. but some of the overhead shots or tracking shots through yeah. the city were really cool. It had, it was like a brighter version of like Blade Runner, yeah, um, to a certain extent where it's like that kind of homage to eighties type of sci fi. Like I feel like I used to like that stuff a lot more than I do now because now all that I, I like there was a point in my life when I worked like right by the Port Authority, okay. in New York, and that's what it reminds me of. And I fucking hated it. And like <laughs> every time I see that, I just get sick. Okay. <laughs> that's why well but it, the thing is though like when you actually right there in front of you right it's not as 
picturesque. Mm-hmm. But they take those shots in the movie high enough up that you don't see the ground level grime, right? Right. So there's still kind of an idyllic picture that's being shown to you. And it's got these garish colors, which those like advertisements as like, they would be so annoying to see every day. Oh yeah. But to just be transported there for a couple of hours or like imagine visiting that city for a day. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah, it's just like, it's dirty. Like, it's it just like, looks like filth, though. Like, like you know that it's filthy from the bottom up. Well, sure, but like, it's, like, it's like it's like you know you're in the CDS bar. You used to be. I don't. Maybe not so much anymore. But you used to be in the city a lot. Yeah. Um. And I don't. I don't go to the city, but every few months. So going somewhere like Times Square, mm. it still has a little bit of novelty. Yeah. For me, you know, Fair. people like me who live up like upstate, like and then there's, and then there's someone like me who like avoids it like the plague. Which I totally get. Yeah. I, I would not want to be there every day, but going there once or twice a year, it still holds a little bit of a wow factor. Yeah, I get right? that. You know, even though I've seen it on TV a million times, it's not like I live out in the sticks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, very, it's, like a, it's a spectacle. It's it very, is. Yeah, it's you like, know? Oh, like, and like that sort of thing that in for a second. taken to its next logical conclusion in this with now these 3D projected representations. Right, with these buildings that are like a thousand times the size of the buildings right? that we have today. Like, like yeah. I thought that was really cool. It's that, and it's that, you know... That old school, like, you know, you get a little bit of the Blade Runner or even, um, what's it called? The the Schwarzenegger one on Mars. Um, Total Recall. Total Recall. Even a little bit of that, like, on Earth, not on yeah, Mars, yeah. obviously. You kind of get that. It's like, wait, did I miss something? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you get to that. Or, like, or even, like, like, something like Mass Effect. Like, you see a lot of stuff like that, like, on the Citadel yeah, yeah. or Omega, stuff like that. Like, I've always found that sort of aesthetic. It's watched, like, how that's, it's evolved in like the 30 years since it's become like a thing mm-hmm. where you can totally get transported back to something like Blade Runner even though it's something 30 years later and there are similarities but it's a much more updated version of it I, I just think it's like such a cool like thing to see yeah I get that yeah for me it's just yeah. <laughs> just the city I know you're a cynic and jaded and all yeah. that fun stuff yeah <laughs> um you good? Yeah, I'm good, man. All right. Then, uh, good. good talk. This has been episode eight yeah. of Flicks in the Six, a SpinTune production. Check out SpinTune.com to catch a new episode every Monday and a new article every Thursday. And if you want to keep the conversation going, as always, you can reach us at The SpinTune on Twitter and Facebook or email TheSpinTune at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-S-P-I-N-C-H-O-O-N at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>